So a peek behind the curtain here. Uh, Baldy was going to trade him to me for Josh Allen. And I didn't think that his deal was strong enough, so I declined it. And then he gave yeah. it to you. And, and I almost had the, the sex pass. It was it was almost my sex pass. I got him for I got him for the exact opposite of a, uh, like a reputation. I I got him for Tayshon Hill or whatever, like a Tyreek. Ty, no, not Tyreek Hill. Um, the the white uh, tight end slash quarterback slash defensive oh, end. Taysom. Taysom <laughs> <Yeah>. Hill. <laughs> I, look, <laughs> he's like the the Mormon uh, the Mormon mission saint human person. <laughs> can, can I just say here, and this is public record? Hey, Baldy, you ass. I feel so slighted by that deal, by the way, because you came to me wanting Josh fucking Allen for this guy. And then you turn around and, and give him away for the guy who's not even on like 99% of fantasy rosters. Like, what the fuck, bro? I mean, let's see. No way. We're back and better than ever. Welcome back to the Full Court Press Podcast. The Fultz Court Press. The terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Still a better name than the Thunder. My name's Luther. Come on, man. Just shoot me. How could there be more? I don't understand. Dear God. Joined today here by Bald. Fuck you guys. He's asked. This will come back to bite him in the ass. Sandy. I heard he had sex with a couple thousand folks. Yeah, I got a load I mean, of the time for reception. And Duke. Donkey Basket. This is objectively a great idea. Finger yeah. back. I prefer <laughs> not. It's the only podcast made by fools for fools. Or should I shoot myself? No, no, no. Figuratively. Everything yeah. will be fine. And we're back and better than ever. Welcome back to the Fool Court Press Podcast, the only podcast made by Fools for Fools. I'm Lufa. I'm joined today by Baldy. Baldy, say hi. I'm Sandora. You are. Sandora, yeah. say hi. Hi. Yeah. Baldy <laughs> is no longer amongst the living, I fear. <laughs> May he rest in peace. We hardly knew you, Birdman. Ye. We hardly knew ye. Uh, we're gonna start off uh, this pod like we start off every pod with our topics du jour, our topics, uh, topics of the week, our topics de jante. Uh, so Sandy, we're gonna uh, we have uh, a few topics de jante. It was a it was a short week. We are we only re- uh, last recorded on Wednesday, so not a lot has happened since. No. We uh, got to the end of the FIBA uh, World Cup, so we can summarize that. Uh, Trey, uh, Trey Murphy, sorry, the second or third among among the among the many Trey Murphys, uh, tore a meniscus and uh, needed to get it repaired, and he'll be out for ten to twelve weeks. Murphy's uh, law. An article by Ramona Shelburne was released regarding how messy James Harden is. Uh, Wood, uh, sorry, Christian Wood signed, Danny Green signed, and. Boban Marriott, um, Boban Marjanovic. Yeah, Boban side. So, what do you want to talk about first? Firstly, his name is pronounced Marjanovic. That's Boban. (laughs) And I'm I'm gonna sneak my joke in there. Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong, especially if your name is Murphy. Yep. 
the Trey. So is he Trey Murphy the third? Is his first name also like his first name's Trey, and he's also the third, or is it like did he get nicknamed Trey? And he uh, because he's the third, you know, like how like AJ Griffin is actually just Adrian Junior Griffin. The junior is in the middle. Yeah, well, I mean that's where the that's what the J is. Like a lot of those like AJs and stuff like that, like BJs, they're all juniors, but they they make the like the the J comes forward for some reason in the nickname. Usually, in my experience, where there's a BJ, there's no junior after. So Trey or Trigger Trey doesn't seem basketball reference of what it, like if uh, it's his Trigger birthday. Trigger Trey. Yeah. Trigger Trey is the Atlanta Hawk. Listen, man, I'm taking up with basketball reference. Okay, I will take it up with basketball reference. Basketball <laughs> reference. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. His name is Kenneth. Me, as a part of me throwing down the gauntlet to basketball reference, I'm daring the Adelaide 36ers <laughs> to play the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> His name is Kenneth. So, yeah, he's Trey because he's the third. All right. So he's Trey the third Murphy. <laughs> so what do they say when he takes a three-point shot? Trey for Trey? I guess they call him Trigger Trey. Trey with the Trey. And he's going to be out till uh, mid-November. <laughs> well, yeah, good run, kid. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's an important season for him. He's uh he's coming up for a contract renewal. He's made a uh, made his impact known on the the Pelicans. Uh, so hopefully he can come back strong. And it's not like a not like what we saw out of uh, Duarte from a season ago, where it kind of derailed his career there for a little bit and gets traded for a couple second round picks. You know who else is coming up on a contract and probably has their career derailed now? And he's put a lot of effort in with Dr. Chris Andrews, and that's uh, J.K. Dobbins. He's his yeah. contract year. R.I.P. Oh, yeah, he's done. <laughs> uh, luckily, only one of us has him in fantasy. Uh, so, uh, do you want to talk Christian Wood? Do you want to talk Boban? Do you want to talk Danny Green? I'm curious about how you think Christian Wood is going to fit with the Lakers. I think it's going to go poorly. I think the Cowboys. I think uh, the thing is with uh, uh, the thing is with Christian Wood is uh, he is the perfect player to play with LeBron James because LeBron James always needs someone to throw under the bus when his team doesn't perform. And Christian Wood is uh, <laughs> Christian Wood is a perfect fulcrum for that. You know, LeBron James throughout his career has always had a person to chuck under the bus when, when things don't go his way. So, you know, previously it was Westbrook, um, but then they traded Westbrook and there was a bunch of players there that were actually competent at their jobs. So they couldn't, uh, he, he let, and were relatively popular amongst the fan base. So he couldn't really target any of them. So you got to bring in somebody, import the blame. And even if Christian Wood does what he does and didn't what he did in Dallas, where he averaged twenty points and ten rebounds a game and blocked two uh, shots a game, and you know ended up not getting any minutes down the stretch, they'll still end up blaming him, the minimum player Christian Wood for all of the losses that they occur somehow. Christian Wood, so he'll fit perfectly in in that sense. By the way, would not. Interesting. I'm just, I'm just, um, I feel like it's, it's not 
defensively a good fit. But that said, I don't yeah. feel like he's a good fit defensively anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely a defensive liability. It'll be interesting to see how they, how they end up structuring the lineup. You know, the Lakers had an amazing defense with uh, with Anthony Davis playing center, yet they brought in a bunch of centers, which suggests that they're going to try and play him off-center again like he had been before. Or, worse yet, they want to play Anthony Davis at center and then use, like, Christian Hayes or uh, or Christian Wood uh, sorry, Jackson Hayes or Christian Wood, um, in a in a, f- a mobile four switching wing kind of thing, which neither of those guys will be any any good at. So, uh, like I think basically maybe Christian Wood's insurance against Anthony Davis getting injured, but I don't know. I, I like I don't I don't see where the fit is. And I, I fear it means that there's going to be a reversion of style back to what we saw with uh, Vogel um, in the Lakers, which led to, like, honestly, Anthony Davis had his healthiest season playing center because he doesn't have to run around nearly as much playing center. Um, and I wonder if uh, I wonder if there's going to be a, a reversion back to uh, something that Anthony Davis wants to do, which is play the four, but at the same time, uh, could possibly uh, lead to injury and just the derailment of an entire Lakers season. I can't imagine having Vogel as my coach. Yeah. Well, you know, he's really good, you know, negotiating with big men and such. So wherever Vogel does land, I hope he gets an apathetic big man to kind of turn into a superstar. I got a bad feeling that's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jock Landau went to Houston, right? So, no, he Jock Landau wasn't apathetic. He's happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, he was until he wasn't. For whatever reason, he, <laughs> him and Mikael Bridges have a feud going though, which is hilarious if you look on their Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they've always they've always like had a joking relationship like that. Um, I, I love it. Uh, Chemezi uh, Okiki. That's uh, that's who your uh, that's who your big uh, the the Vogel big man's gonna be. The VBM, local big man. There we go. <laughs> the next Roy Hibbard. So um, what is this about Danny Green? Danny Green reunited with uh, Nick Nurse in Philadelphia. And the last time Danny Green and Nick Nurse uh, got together, a championship was won. So uh, have you reorganized your favorites? Who's uh, Who's going in first? Who's who's going in first into the Hall of Fame? No, going in first like to, for the season, like like knowing that Danny Green is reunited with Nick Nurse in Philadelphia. Are you, are they your new favorites to win the whole thing? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Danny. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I, I, I was so confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what going in first? No, I don't even think they're my favorite to win the conference. Why would they be your favorite to win the conference? They they still have like the big sept, uh, like a specter of whatever is happening with James Harden hanging over their head, and whatever's um, happening with Joel Embiid hanging over their head. The phantom of the uh, the process. The process, yeah. And speaking of uh, changing of our grades, uh, recently some breaking news happened for a team that we covered last week that I gave a B grade to, mm-hmm. um, the Portland Trailblazers. They re-signed Kevin Knox. Um, and as a result, I've moved them back up to an A. That was a genius move. It's changed the whole season. 
You want to remind I, me what his I think shares are? <laughs> We're trying to stay positive, and let me tell you, Kevin Knox's wind shares are not positive. <laughs> well, may- maybe this is exactly what they want because they're trying to get in prime position for another high draft pick. Man, he actually got into the positive last season. So prior to uh, prior to last season, I think he was a negative point zero four wind shares. But last season, he had a career year. Played 63 games, averaged six, uh, 6.6 points a game, and had a .07 win share, uh, which gets him to a career average, a career of 0. 0.3 w- uh, win shares. So, good for you, Kevin. You're he's a positive well, player. He's well on his way to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> his shooting efficiency last season, 55.6. Thir- uh, 34.9 from three. I mean, you know, they, they're fixing him. They're fixing to uh, make Dame uh, tweet out at a barbershop. But they're fixing to do. <laughs> so the uh, so yeah, we we have that. Boban has uh, signed. Where did Boban end up signing again? Sorry, I have to pull that up. <laughs> I think Houston said. Oh yeah. Wait, Houston? Yeah, yeah. That's such so a now- weird fit. Well, that's where he was like like the end of last season. So now their center depth is Jack Lon- uh, Jacques Londell, Elfran Sengun, and Boban Marjanovic. Thank you. That Bobby. So he's not going to ever really play unless there's an injury, probably. Or I mean, he one, like, what was his, what was his like like what has he been playing even like the last four or five seasons? Like. He's just there, right? Like he's just there because everyone likes him. He's adorable. He's just like <laughs> okay, so he's like he's like Scalabrine back in the games back. played thirty one last season. The season before twenty three. Before that thirty three. Before that forty four. Before that twenty two. Before that thirty six. Before that fifty eight. Before that twenty nineteen. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> what was the situation where he played almost sixty there? Fifty eight? What? Yeah, sorry, I actually made a mistake. He, like he got traded from uh, from the Lakers, where he played thirty six and started nine to Philly to play twenty two and start three. So he actually. He actually uh, was a starter in a few of the for like uh, twelve games that season. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, wow. Outside, outside of that, like, yeah, basically, he's played more than forty games one, two, three seasons of his career. I'm going to ask you a question here: Who mm-hmm. has more win shares, him or Kevin Knox? His career win shares are thirteen point one. Last oh, season, shit. but last season he only had 0.6 win shares. So he he did technically have a worse season than uh, than Kevin Knox. But in Bobby's defense, he only played 31 games last season, and Kevin Knox played 63. So <laughs> <laughs> his win shares per minutes or per game are significantly higher than Kevin Knox, both career wise. And last season. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's Serbian. I didn't know that. Oh, him and Jokic. I why did I always think he was Russian? <laughs> I don't want to answer that. I think it's the ears. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Also, he kind of looks like. Do you remember Jaws from like Goldeneye? Not the movie, but the video game. I do not. 
He was like that big guy. He's like the exact opposite of uh, like Odd Job. Like oh, he never Lord. played Jaws. <laughs> I don't remember this character now. Yeah, that's uh, Bobby's always reminded me of Jaws. Basically, he he didn't have an actual jaw. It was like a metal jaw. He was like super tall, very strong. Oh. Which in the game Goldeneye is entirely useless. It just he was just a bigger target. And he always died. <laughs> um so yeah uh so Bobby uh, Bobby signed in uh, Houston uh we've got uh, we got Christian Wood in LA we got Danny Green in Philly did you read the Harden article no 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 so Ramona Shelburne went in in depth um basically spilt the tea on Harden's last season so Harden obviously he Signed a contract. Uh, he thought would uh, made like he made a sacrifice for the team so that they could get better, so he could help win a championship. He said it was his best opportunity of winning a championship in his entire career, and he wanted to wanted to take advantage of it. However, throughout the career uh, season, him and Doc Rivers they butted head a number of times. There was a time that he went to Miami a little bit early so he could party the night before a game, and they ended up losing the game and then winning the next game. And there was some film study uh, film study aspects that got a little bit awkward apparently. Um, but the one thing that was really uh, really stuck out was James Harden arguably had one of his best playmaking careers. I think. Uh, uh, seasons of his career, I, I think you could uh, you could make that argument, and he didn't make the All Star team straight out. He didn't get voted in, and then he didn't get put in by the coaches. He led the league in assists, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He had a really good playmaking season. Like I, the, the uh, I, I don't think it could be disputed. Uh, so he he didn't get voted in by the coaches. He didn't get voted in by the fans. So he uh, so when. Uh, Kevin Durant got injured and couldn't make the make the All Star game. Uh, he was the very first person that Adam Silver had selected to uh, replace uh, as an injury replacement. All he needed from Adam, uh, all that Adam Silver needed was for uh, James Harden to text him that he would be available for the weekend. Um, and James Harden, because his feelings were hurt refused to answer any texts for like three to five days and by the time he did accept uh, accept the invitation they had already moved on and extended an invitation to pascal siakam instead well there you go so uh if you think that he's gonna get over this i think that's the answer that you uh, that you have to this question he is uh very sensitive so you're telling me that this year we're gonna have a sensitive motivated james Harden out there Mm, I didn't say motivated. <laughs> well, he, he, he's gonna wanna. He's gonna wanna make his way to the All Star game on his own merit this year. Oh well, I, I hope that's what happens. I hope what happens is Philly burns to the ground because uh, because James Harden decides I'm gonna make the All Star game, and Joel Embiid just never touches the ball again except nope. for on like nope. pick and rolls. You thought he was heliocentric before? <laughs> He's about to have a gravitational pull. He's like, you know what, uh, Embiid, you need to sit out to the wing. You need to space out this floor. Otherwise, I can't drive. And that's what we know that this entire offense is built around. Come on, Embiid. I need you to set the pick. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's going to be Howard all over again. Oh, okay, okay. I, that, that pick didn't work. You're set it the other way. <laughs> 
You, you, you know what? You know what? Wave him off. Bring him. Uh, bring, bring him, Paul Reed. <laughs> Go on over here, Paul. <laughs> Nick, you gotta bench this guy. He doesn't do shit. <laughs> All right. What do you mean, Maxie's coming in? <laughs> All right, FIBA, FIBA World Cup. So uh, the uh, tournament's over. Uh, the winners were uh, Germany. Um, MVP was won by Dennis Schroeder. Uh, the gold medal game player of the ga uh, game went to uh, Franz Wagner. Um, and uh, Serbia uh, got silver. And then uh, in the bronze medal match, Dylan Brooks uh, was the best North American player ever in a basketball game. And uh, he uh, scored 39 and won gold for Canada over the measly U.S. team. So what nope. are your thoughts? Nope, nope, nope. Important distinction there. He did not win the gold. He won the bronze. Oh, sorry. Did I not say the bronze? I meant the bronze. He won the, he won the, he won yeah. the gold in my heart. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm sure he Dylan did. Brooks in the bronze medal game had more points than Anthony Edwards, more rebounds than Josh Hart, more assists than Jalen Brunson, and more threes than Mikhail Bridges. Also, Mikhail Bridges had, uh, had two main highlights that came out. He had a game-tying three-pointer off of a miss, an intentional missed free throw that was amazing. And then he also uh, got put on his ass by Shea, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander um, when Shea just drilled a drilled a two while he was looking up at him like like a god. <laughs> Any thoughts? <laughs> this is the second time in that tournament that Mikel got put on the deck. Yeah, it was. It was the second time that he got put on the deck. At least in the first one, he was kind of running. This one, it was just like he just he got shook. And it's the second time Shea Gilgis Alexander shook somebody at that spot and drilled a two in front of their face. So the only uh, the uh, the only thing is is the other guy was on Latvia. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, things then, a little bit when it's America as opposed to Latvia. I'll tell you that. Obviously, Canada lost to Serbia, but they also had a really great game against uh, Slovenia. Uh, the Shea versus Shea versus Luca game. Luca got kicked out. Dylan Brooks got kicked out. Shea dominated again. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. A lot of people were talking about this being kind of like Shea's coming out party. Uh, players, uh, players have taken internet. Like we've recently seen players take these international uh, coming out parties and like turn them into something. Most recently would be Laurie Markkinen. Um, previously though, like Steve Nash took an Olympic run with uh, Canada and turned it into back-to-back -back MVPs. I noticed that uh, we're talking more about Canada than we are about Germany, and they won the damn thing. What I, mean, I mean, you're 100% right. We need yeah. to talk about Germany and how Germany's MVP, Dennis Schroeder, is signed to Canada's Toronto Raptors. You <laughs> 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 know, I... I the year that in the in the in the off season that he signs with the Toronto Raptors, he becomes an international sensation, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I posted this in Discord, and I think it's the funniest thing. He bet on himself a few years back, and it took a few years, but it finally paid off. I mean, he's he's always kind of been a good player, but like he, like you're 100 percent right. You know, a lot of people thought that it was going to happen to D Dylan Brooks too, because Dylan Brooks last offseason turned down a four-year 54 million dollar contract from memphis which was one of the uh 
precipitating reasons for Memphis wanting to move on from him. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, people were like, he bet on himself. What an idiot, like what an idiot, you know, Nerland's Noel, we saw that happen to as well, where he turned down a $54 million contract and ended up having to sign for minimum. Dennis Schroeder is another one, but you know, like sometimes it works out. Sometimes you turn down 54 million and you get 86, right? So didn't Dennis... turn down like 70 something million from the Lakers. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like a, a yeah. I think it was a ninety million four year contract, and he ended up signing a five year or a five million dollar contract with Boston instead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he he got three for thirty six uh, from Toronto. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not five and uh, five and ninety. That's for sure. But you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, see what he does. Like this is a, uh, you know, I wasn't very uh, very happy with the contract initially, but. You know, seeing how he's been playing all like not just in this tournament, but in the warm up games and stuff like that, like he definitely seems uh he definitely seems like he can be a lot more dynamic a playmaker than I thought he was. Shooter's always been good, but the thing about Shooter, he gives effort on defense too. Yeah. No, he's like like I, I, I one of the things that I really liked about him, like when I was watching the Lakers Nuggets series, is just how much like he could pick he was picking jamal murray up full court and like you could see jamal murray's pro, like like exhaustion level was significantly higher when he was playing against Schroeder than when he played against basically anybody else in the playoffs like you know Schroeder Schroeder defensively is is probably one of the better on-ball defensive guards which i mean which is a good a good uh replacement for the raptors given given the fact that who he's replacing is fred van fleet who you would argue is one of the best defensive point guards in the league, right? So, um, there's that. Uh, the other thing that I note uh, that I saw uh, making the rounds uh, over the over the week was apparently, per Craig Kilborn, Anthony Edwards has become so com- uh, comfortable with new uh, Minnesota Timberwolves owner um, Alex Rodriguez. That he had to go to a Rod and say, uh, "Come over here, come over here. I have a question for you. How'd you screw it up with J Lo?" That's funny. Doesn't say what the answer was though. Oh, I'm sure he. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure he found out, but it's not going to come out. <laughs> Do you remember when? I, I, and nobody could hear me. I heard somebody say something about Charles Manson. Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, what the so hell is I read that? it like I said to the, like I said to the boys. Um, <laughs> I, I read a tweet today and I assume it was true because all tweets are true. All true tweets that I read are facts. I read a tweet today from an unverified account. Uh, that said Angela Lansbury had a, had a teenage daughter when she was living in Hollywood she had a teenage daughter who was uh, who was like um, being lured in by an older man and he had encouraged her to steal food and money from her parents for him and such and as a result they just picked up and moved to the UK because I guess that's what you do when you're Angela Lansbury and, and they found out later it was it was Charles Manson. Yeah. I'm trying not to fucking laugh and blow you know, the story. The story checks out. There's a lot of links. <laughs> I know, yeah, I just googled it and like there's a variety link and everything. Like there's uh, this might well, actually be true. Was, 
<laughs> How do you what mix you think the Twitter two just makes shit up? It was on the twi- it was on twitter.com guys. No one Look lies on Twitter. That's facts. You're listening to the Fool Court Press podcast. All right, we're back and better than ever. Thank you so much for listening to Self-Indulge here on the Full Court Press Podcast. We're moving on to our Central Division off-season summary. So first off, we're going to start off with the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, biggest news out of Milwaukee is Giannis decided to tell the world that he wasn't going to sign a contract with them until he was guaranteed that they would be, uh, that he felt that they, they were able to compete. Um, so that, uh, that I'm sure is something that will be a, a news story that will progress throughout this season and possibly next. That said, Milwaukee had a relatively slow off season. They, um, moved on from Goran Dragic, uh, Javon Carter, Joe Ingles, Myers Leonard, and Wesley Matthews, and brought in Malik Beasley. Uh, who else did they bring in here? Robin Lopez. And uh, Ty Ty Washington Jr., while also re signing Theonis Antetokounmpo, Jay Crowder, AJ Green, Brooke Lopez, and Chris Middleton. Any thoughts uh, on the Milwaukee offseason and uh, where where do you have them moving forward? Well, well, firstly, here, shout out the Cowboys just got another interception. That's two now. But, um, so you're telling me Milwaukee needs to make a commitment to Giannis to quote unquote compete be competitive am i mistaken yeah. did they not win like the regular season in the east last year were they not the one seed yeah they were the one seed yeah i i feel like they did that they put a roster around him to, to carry them to the one that they they won a ring with not that long ago Giannis, hey buddy it's on you for not showing up in the playoffs man yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, obviously he got injured, but like, they, you can't, like, the, I can understand why he would be, like, he wouldn't resign. First off, it's not physically, fiscally responsible. Uh, you know, it'll cost him approximately a hundred, like, a hundred million dollars if he resigns next offseason, as opposed to when he's an illegitimate free agent. Um, and then on top of that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, on top of that, if you look at his ro- the roster, the roster is full of aging veterans. Obviously, they have uh, a promising young shooting guard, uh, Marjan Bocamp, who didn't really get a chance to jump into the uh, rotation. Hopefully, under their new coach, Adrian Griffin, uh, there might be a little bit skew to going to a little bit younger. But overall, the team is older. Chris Middleton coming off of one of his worst seasons in a long time. Drew Holiday is coming, uh, coming up for uh, a contract extension in February. Um, and has previously said this was his last ever contract and he would retire, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Brooke Lopez is old, um, and they just signed him for uh, $48 million over two seasons. So there's a lot uh, there's a lot here not to like about their roster, so I can understand why he would be a little bit nervous committing his future to it. I don't know what to tell you. I just I feel like there's a limit to what you can expect ownership to give you. It's like at this point he's he he's making it sound like he wants a super team. Hey buddy, go 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 to go to another place. Leave, do it. I mean, <laughs> who cares? So uh, with the player, uh, what would you grade the uh, off season for the Milwaukee Bucks? 
stars are not going to come to Milwaukee, Giannis. It's mm-hmm. Milwaukee. I think I'd give it like a C. I don't. I don't. A C? They didn't really do anything to change their status here. They're still going to contend and compete. If they stay healthy, but they, they didn't really do much. Like, like I think when it comes to when, when it comes to book market, uh, bo- like bookmaking, like I think Joe Ingles uh, is like I think Malik Beasley is an upgrade over Joe Ingles. I think you know Robin Lopez. I'm not sure what he gives you, but I think roster wise, it does look a little better than it did last season. But I think the true crux of the issue is how old they are. They don't have a lot of options to bring in. The youth, uh, because of the honestly, because of the trade that they made for Drew Holiday, is still kind of like lording over them. They they don't have a lot of first round draft picks. They traded all of their second round draft picks to get Jay Crowder. So, Rolo is tough and Rolo is gritty. He's good on offense. He's better than advertised, and he's a savvy defender. So he's yeah. he'll 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 contribute. Malik Beasley, I honestly forgot they signed him. He'll he'll help too. Yeah, I mean he he's like, I think he's a more reliable three point shooter and gunner than Joe uh, Joe Ingles is now. Um, obviously, he can be victimized on the defensive end. So the question is, is what is his role when it comes to the playoffs? Because he'd definitely be somebody that people will target. Uh, I I think I agree. I, I'd give him a C. Um, the Brooks Lopez contract is aggressive. Um, and, but I don't see what their other options were when it came to Brooks Lopez, uh, Brooke Lopez or, or Chris Middleton, to be honest. So, um, cause basically if they let either one of them go, they might as well trade Giannis. Right. So you said Middleton says this is going to be his last contract. No, uh, holiday holiday oh. previously oh, said wow. that he was going to retire after this contract. He's due for a contract extension in February. So that'll be a big, uh, bellwether to see what what direction the milwaukee bucks are going to be taking in the next few seasons Um, because he's arguably their second best player right now he was their only other all-star i think on the roster so i would argue um that he might be their most important player not their best their most important yeah i mean the the biggest issue is to be honest chris middleton is really their most important player because they need the ball handling, the the ability to set up the offense, and that like Holiday struggled so much with that, and was a turnover machine uh, for them in crunch time minutes. And you saw that even in the Miami Heat series. So they can find if Chris Middleton could turn back the clock a little bit before when he is before he was injured, it will help them a lot in uh, just uh, just their half court offense and getting it set up at this point in time. That said, uh, season outlook, I still think that this team is definitely a top four team in the East. I think that I, I don't know if they will be a first place team because I expect Adrian Griffin to experiment a lot with his roster at first and it might cost them a few games, particularly early in the season. Um, but I think, like, you know, third or fourth is definitely within uh, a reasonable uh, position for them to be in. Definitely a home court team. Big D is up 26 nothing. Halfway through the second, the awesome. New York Giants that we know and love are back. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, league pass. Where do I have them ranked on my league pass rankings? I have. I am going to guess like ninth. Ninth, twenty second. 
I mean, I, like I feel like I've seen, like I feel like outside of Giannis, there's not really much to uh, much to be excited about watching with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's kind of same old, same old. Maybe it'll, maybe Adrian Griffin will be uh, bring some interesting uh, dynamics to them uh, defensively and stuff, but uh, get them get them running a little bit more. But uh, outside of that, I don't really see much. Uh, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, things to be excited to watch. So that's why they're uh, near the bottom of the list for me. I could watch Drew Holiday play ball all day. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's a fun he's a fun player to watch. I just feel like I've seen it. I'd much That's rather fair. watch it. I, I'd much rather watch some of the uh, the younger, more exciting teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder and stuff like that, right? Or the Spurs. All right, uh, moving on. Chicago Bulls. Uh, Chicago Bulls. This will be an easy one to grade because everyone knows what the Chicago Bulls are doing. Everything they're doing makes sense. Uh, the Chicago Bulls uh, have lost Patrick Beverly. They've lost Javante Green. They lost Derek Jones and a guy named Mir- uh, Marco Simonovic. Uh, people, notable people they brought in: Tory Craig, Javon Carter, uh, and that that's uh, that seems to be it. Everybody else here are people who are undrafted or second round picks. Um, so. Overall, uh, I think Javon Carter is a big upgrade over Patrick Beverly. Uh, Torrey Craig, uh, you know, I think that it's quite obvious the Bulls have decided to really triple and quadruple down on their uh, top five, uh, uh, like top five defensive rating that they secured last season, um, and really try to build this team, uh, build a, a strong defense around. Um, Around uh, that bald guy that they have, Alex Caruso. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they lost anybody of significance. Uh, th- so overall, I think the roster is in better shape than it was last season. Uh, what are your thoughts? This team goes as far as Demar takes them. I apologize. I also forgot to mention they also re-signed uh, Io uh, Desumu. Uh, Terry Taylor, Nikola Vucevic, and uh, Kobe uh, Kobe White. So there's that as well. I don't know if that changes anything for you. No. <laughs> the this Vucevic team goes as far as Demar takes them. Yeah, Simple the Vuce- uh, the Vucevic resigning was uh, probably their biggest biggest question that everybody had. Why would they have done that? But I mean, they've made it quite clear they're not interested in rebuilding. Uh, Demar is coming up for a contract. Uh, like the, he's in the final season of his contract right now. So, you're right. Uh, Demar is the is the straw that stirs the drink. But it'll be interesting to see if they even want him to. So you're telling me you're you expected them to keep Vucevic when you're 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 not sold on them keeping Demar? I didn't say I expected them to keep Vucevic. Oh. I said that people uh, said that oh. was probably one of the things that explains the le- is at least yeah. explainable. Uh, and uh, I, I see what you're the saying. question okay. the question isn't whether or not they would want to keep Demar, <laughs> right? Like the question is is like what's Demar gonna do, right? He's a free agent at the end of the season. There's a lot more control in his hands than yeah uh, than uh, right, yeah. in their hands, right? I'm sure that they would like to resign him, given how uh, like what, what direction the organization's going in. But you never know. He's had the two best years of his career there individually, like in terms of mm-hmm. his stats and his numbers, the system, whatever it is they're doing, he's maybe it's just him as a player. He's seen so much in this league. He's, he's played so many minutes. He just knows how to do it now. 
It might not even be their system or anything to do with it. He just might be this guy now, but he's had his two best years of his career there. And he's yeah. a former all-star from Toronto. He was an all-star there. Like, yeah. I mean, in, in Toronto, he was in MVP conversations. He wasn't yeah. like in, in Chicago, like last, not last season, but the season before that would be the same thing. Um, but you know, like I, I, and the thing, the thing with DeMar is DeMar's coming on a, Coming into his third, it will be 35 when this contract expires. Um, you know, I think that he's secured it done enough to like give himself an outside chance at a Hall of Fame career, but I think without it's a that lot. Cha- without, a cha- without a championship, there's still question marks, I think, for him. I, uh, I think he is a lock for the Hall, maybe. All maybe. right. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're, we're we're doing this. We're doing this. Martin let's take a look here. Uh, let's see. Oh, here. we're pulling up his numbers, buddy. Six time, a six time All Star, three time All NBA. He averages for his career twenty one points a game, four yeah. boards, four assists. Averages for his career three yeah. times All NBA, six time All Star. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Only ninety two win shares, though, given Doesn't how long he's matter. been in the league. Doesn't matter. Only a six-time All-Star. He's three-time a three-time All-NBA. He averages over 20 for his career. Yeah. Yeah, he probably makes it. He is a certified lock. You, you can get in gold. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> the the issue that uh, like you always have is like, I always have like the Vladi Divac uh, the Vladi Divac line. It's like, was this player better than Vladi Divac? <laughs> if you yes, then you'll probably make it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. You don't think? Are you saying he's not? Or are you saying you're not no, sure? No, exactly. he is better than Vladi Divac. So, like, I, I mean, unfortunately, oh, like, so I was he's, about to... <laughs> Unfortunately, the NBA has that line now created because they accepted oh. Vladi Divac into the into the Hall of Fame. So. Now we have that benchmark. That said, though, you know, depending on when he retires, he might be coming up against some juggernauts when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to the Hall of Fame. So it might take a while for him to get in. I I, I think if you if you don't put him in first ballot, you're 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 out of your fucking mind. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, just just it's not even the numbers; it's consistency. The fact that he is still putting up. His best season, he the last two years he averaged twenty five points a game. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, ridi- yeah, the it's ridiculous. Like last season, he had twenty four point five points. Is up over five assists. His uh, his field goal efficiency is over fifty percent. Like he he's last season he was better than his career. Um, so it's when I think of Demar, I think of one of the clutches, like like one of the top three or four guys in the league I'd want to take a final shot. Because DeMar... Unless it's the playoffs. Look, forget that shit. When you think DeMar DeRozan, you think last second buzzer beater, and he nails that shit from mid-range. He makes it from three. He's made a few buzzer beater threes. Didn't he have, like, two years ago in Chicago, his first year there? I think he made the game when he shot back-to-back nights. Yeah. This dude is... legend. He's a he's a he's a Bulls legend. You know what? Probably he's in the the he's in the building Demar built. (laughs) Look, I'm not I'm that's not the argument I'm making here, but I'm going to say something that might be a little crazy. I think of all the guys in the NBA right now, he might be the most underappreciated star. 
Yeah. I mean, Bleacher Report, I think, had him as the fifth most overrated player. So I just feel like that's absolutely asinine. And I'll leave it at that. That's crazy <laughs> to me. I don't know what was the most offensive. I don't know what the most offensive aspect of that list was. Was it Dylan Brooks being overrated somehow when no one likes him, or uh, was it uh, Jonas Valanciunas being overrated somehow when no, no one, one talks about, about him? him. <laughs> like, no one, no one, thinks no one about rates him. him. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Demar is just—it speaks for itself. The dude is so consistent. Yeah, no. He's, there, there, there's no question to me. He's a Hall of Famer. You're not. You're not. Uh, you like. You're. You're not arguing. You're arguing to a Raptors fan. I. I know what Demar is capable of. Right. Uh, so like. I mean. I. I'm just trying I, to apply it like without my Homer. Some... I'm, I'm trying to apply apply my non-Homer glasses to it because yes, 100. I think that he. Uh, I mean, he uh, brought the Raptors a championship. He didn't. Hmm. He did not. I feel like he you've did. got some. He did bring like... him a championship. He doesn't have a ring. He's shipping it, uh, putting the sticker on his ass, and shipping in San Antonio. Got the Raptors that's, championship. See, <laughs> see, that's disrespectful. I feel like I feel like you, as a Raptors fan, and I feel like a lot of Raptors fans have some PTSD from the LeBronto age. Yes, uh, LeBron was just whooping that ass every year, but he did last, that to everybody. Our last memory of uh, DeRozan on uh, on the Raptors was sitting uh, being benched was being benched in the fourth quarter of the sweep. Um, as as but they were getting demolished, everybody, the yeah. Hawks, the Hawks, that year where they had that huge ass win streak, they won like yep. 65, 66 games. 61. They were up there with the Warriors, and I'm talking like year one of the Steph Curry going crazy, Steve Kerr Warriors for like yep. best record in the league. They got swept by the Cavs. No Kevin Love, no Kyrie. Didn't matter. LeBron swept them anyway. I don't think that's right. No, I'm no. You want to... No, so the first the first year the, the Golden State Warriors they the, they didn't have Kevin Love and they didn't have Kyrie and they lost in six, and then the second year when they when the Golden State Warriors won the seventy three and nine season, uh, they they went to the finals, they went up three to one, and then LeBron came back and won in seven. There was no sweep. They, I'm talking like, they, about the Hawks, they, bro. Oh, you said the Steph. Uh, didn't you say the Steph Curry? Like uh, the first year of that Warriors dynasty, the yeah. Hawks were the best team in the East, and LeBron still. Oh swept yeah, them. okay. Without okay. love, without Kyrie, I sorry, LeBron I, I, I swept got, them. I got confused. I thought you said they yeah. they swept the Warriors. I'm like that that no, that, that no, didn't happen. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about the Hawks. Le- yeah, okay. LeBron d- did that to everybody in the East. He did that to everybody in the East. Yeah. I wouldn't hold that against Demar. He's just a no. victim. No, I, I think like the ones you can hold against Demar, like when he didn't show up against the Heat, um, yes. with yes. Uh, or when he like didn't show up against the Wizards, or yes. when they didn't show up against the Celtics. Uh, sure, th- those ones. I, I mean, like, I, you know, I think that uh, Lowry gets a, a, an unfair rap about his playoff history um, because people always assume that Lowry was like a number one offensive option when he never really was at any po- point in time in Toronto's history. So like occasionally, yeah, he's gonna put up less than ten points in a game because that's just, you know, that the, he he plays where he he gets his plays where he can get them, um, but like uh, DeRozan, you know, he he was worse in the playoffs, and a lot of the sure. reason why is because DeRozan predicated his game particularly in Toronto on getting to the line, 
right? Um, and there was a tighter whistle in the playoffs, and as a result, he really he really had a hard time adjusting his game to playoff basketball. Um, not not because he choked, but just because the game that he played in the regular was season different. was a different game was different. Than, than in the playoffs, right? So That's he, fair. He never really evolved that aspect. It seems like he has begun to evolve it. Uh, his mid-range game has become more consistent than it was as a Raptor, and uh, he seemed to have really flourished in San Antonio in that sense um, and really kind of developed it a lot more, which I think is why... And then when he got moved into a team that was a little bit more... where people paid attention a little bit more than San Antonio, that's why people all of a sudden started seeing Chicago and Chicago DeRozan seems a lot different because I feel like he grew his game in San Antonio in an area that will help him in the playoffs. So I'd be interested in seeing what he would look like on a contending team. Cause like he, he like two seasons ago when he was with Chicago, he, he took them to the playoffs and he looked really good, even though they went out in the first round um, to Milwaukee. But he overall, I think, you know, he, he looked a lot different than he looked during his Toronto years. But I, I don't think it's unfair to say that he was a poor playoff performer when he was a Raptor because that was just statistically the case. Like, he wasn't a very good, wonder, pl- a good player in, in the playoffs when he was a Raptor. I wonder if it's just the pressure got to him because of the expectations. Because I don't, like, honestly, it, I, in Chicago, there's no expectations. You know, in DeRozan, you know, he's talked a lot about mental health. And, you know, he was the first player really to kind of bring, come out with like, a talk about, like, his uh, struggling uh, struggles with uh, anxiety and stuff. Um, and, you know, Kevin Love kind of tagged along on top of that. But, like... I I don't think that like once again I don't think it was so much the play, like the pressure of the playoffs I think that his game just didn't translate to playoff basketball like he was a foul merchant you know like him and uh, I was reading this article a while ago and him and Harden they grew up in the same area Compton uh right and like they they always like kind of like had like this bond right they're all, like they're actually really good friends off the court and one of the things that they always would compare is who could get more foul of free throws in a single game. Um, and I think that speaks to where um, both Harden and DeMar's like playoff uh, issues come from. Cause when that whistle isn't there, that all of a sudden like a big chunk of their offensive game and what they're able to do in the game gets completely taken away. Right. So they're right. defended by the referees in those situations. That's fair. Didn't mean for this to become the Demar Derozan hour. <laughs> that said, where do you see uh, Chicago? Do you see like do you think do you think Chicago is going to put it together again like they did two seasons ago? Do you think that they're going to be a play-in team or out of the playoffs entirely again uh, again like they were last season? What are your thoughts? It depends on Levine's name. It depends I depends like, on Zach Levine's knees. Yeah, I'm not, I I don't really think I don't even think when Levine's good that he's a he contributes to winning. So that's not one that I focus too much on. Um, that said, uh, that said, I I give them a, a C, probably a D for the offseason. I don't like the Vucevic signing. Um, I think that this team though could uh, could be a borderline playoff team, but likely a play-in team. Um, I th- I think if they I think they peak as a sixth seed. And I think they bottom out as a, like an eleventh seed as a as a team in general. Um, and I think then, they're fighting for the play in again. And then uh, when I'm ranking them, what do you think I gave them? Like twenty six, twenty five, or so. Twenty eight. Oh damn! The third least likely uh, team I'll least likely watch oh, on man. league pass. 
But you're a big Caruso guy, even though you forgot his name. Yep. I guess you're not a big Caruso guy. <laughs> yeah, Robinson Crusoe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't really like. I said I don't really like them very much as a team. So, uh, I don't see. I like. I it sucks with Lonzo. You know, hopefully he can come back next season. But uh, it'd be it, this team would have been a lot more interesting if Lonzo was there because I think the team makes a lot more sense in that case. Because uh, like I, re- relying on De- uh, Demar to be kind of like the point guard is also so- is also a critical weakness I think to this team's offense. It limits the potential of the 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 other players on the team. I hate to say it, but I think that we've seen the end of him playing meaningful basketball. I mean that seems to be what everybody says, but I, I'm holding out hope until he retires. We thought uh, that um, what's that guy on uh Livingston? We thought his career yeah. was over too. It was just different, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's what Lonzo's career is. Maybe he just plays different than he was supposed to. But Let's change uh, your game. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, that said, uh, we're going on to the Detroit Pistons. Detroit basketball. All right. We almost had a malice in the palace last season. It was one of the highlights of the uh, highlights of the year. Almost. Holy. Uh, Jeez. I'm sorry. Look. Did you just remember? No, no, this is different here. I'm just, I'm watching this football game and the Giants are getting their asses beat. They drive down the field against all odds and the kicker missed the field goal. Fuck. No. (laughs) It was a gimme. He's he's the only player on this team that I need to actually do something. Please stop missing. (laughs) He missed the gimme. Gimme field goal of all. Uh, It was like 36 yards. I'm gonna drop I'm, his I'm ass this next week. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I remember the malice. Um, I, we we called <laughs> if it. If you um, move, you will go to prison. <laughs> we 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 called it the scream at the Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> yeah, the screamer. <laughs> uh, yeah, the announcer so... is the funniest part of that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, players who they've moved on from. Hamadou Diallo is still a free agent. I'll be interested to see if he uh, ends up getting picked up somewhere before the end, uh, before the season begins. RJ Hampton, uh, free agent. Ooh. Corey Joseph went to the Warriors. Rodney McGruder, uh, sorry, Rodney Magruder, free agent, and then uh, Eugene Amaruyi is now on the Wizards. Uh, they brought in Joe Harris, Monte Morris. Um, and they drafted uh, Asher, uh, Azar Thompson, um, and that seems to be. They also got another uh, another first round pick in Marcus Sasser as well, who's uh, going to be joining the ranks. Um, so, and then the the big uh, the big things were uh, the big thing was they re-signed Isaiah Stewart, and Cade Cunningham appears to be. Uh, very healthy coming off of his his knee issues last season, so it'll be interesting to see how he uh, how he responds uh, to a full off season and uh, the ability to uh, develop on this team. So, what are your thoughts so far on the Detroit um, Pistons off season? Well, we should we should also mention they got Monty Williams there. Oh yes, they they also they moved on from uh, Dwayne Casey and brought in Monty Williams as well. That is correct. With like, um, a record a record coaching deal. Did did Cade uh, clean up the beard and the hair, or is he still looking like a caveman? 
Uh, I think he's just got the hair now. Still, I, I'm okay, not 100 cool. percent sure. So, I I just want to know if we're gonna have another great, like like photo for the year, like Jimmy Butler gave us. <laughs> well, I you know I I, I hope uh, Cade has all the personality in the world and uh and torches the league next season. Be interesting to see how he does with Jalen Duran. Their big situation is a bit messy with uh Duran, Wiseman, Bagley, and Stewart. Um, although they seem to be positioning Stewart more as a four than a five uh, now that he's an out, he's developed an outside shot. Um, Boba, uh, they also have uh, a Bogdanovich, uh, which Bogdanovich Bogdan is. Bogdanovich is it Bogdan? Is either Bogdan or is Boban? There's only two of them, right? Uh, uh, I think it's Boyan. Yeah, Boyan Bogdanovich is the one they have. Oh, okay, there's a third one. Wait. Never no, mind. Two. No, I, I, I called him Boban. I'm thinking of Marjanovic. Yeah, no, it's Boyan. B O J A N. Yeah. So yeah. Boy, uh, Boyan Bogdanovic. They, they all dribble the ball off their knees. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully with Cade and with uh, Ivy and now Osher, uh, Osher uh, Thomas, Thompson, sorry, uh, Boyan will not be touching the ball very much, other than catch and shoot situations, um, because you know he's yeah. a, he's still a he's still a dynamite shooter. It's just we need a little bit less of the the dribbling. They let him carry the ball up the court every now and then. From Bosnia and Herzegovina, I thought he was Serbian. Huh. So you mentioned R.J. Hampton, and am I not mistaken in thinking wasn't he a really high lottery pick? I think he was an eleventh overall pick. I mean, just double so check not him. really high, but he was a lottery pick. Okay, I just yeah. I thought he was one of those. Really oh, sorry, high no, guys. My, my mistake. My mistake. He was a, he was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks twenty fourth overall. Oh, okay. Well, so no, not at all. Yeah, he went. He went to uh, the Magic. Um, they were looked like they were trying to develop him into a backup uh, point guard. And then they cut him last season, and he signed uh, on like uh, like on a free uh, like uh, just as kind of like a waiver for the Pistons, who clearly didn't see much of a uh, much yeah. of a role for him. So Hampton's gonna have to figure out either how to get on uh, get on the in, in through the G League or uh, possibly overseas. Because I, I don't think he's gonna because if he can't. Buddy. If you can't make it in, if you can't make it on the Magic's roster or the Pistons roster, I'm not sure which roster he's going to be able to get minutes on uh, in North America at the very least. It's time to learn Chinese, buddy. Yeah, possibly. I don't know if he's good enough for China. He'll probably have to Whoa. go to uh, like France or something. France, uh, <laughs> uh, so the uh, the other one that uh, the other one that's of interest here is uh, that is Hamadou Diallo, obviously. Uh, Hamadou Diallo, he, he's such an electric player. I can't imagine there isn't a space for him in the league. He's got to go somewhere, and I wonder if where he goes is just back to Dallas, Detroit. To be honest, I um, I'd like to see him spread his wings elsewhere because oh, they weren't really playing him very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were. They he was starting for part of last season, and you know, he was he was their backup. Like he was one of their backup wings. That said, like you know. They also have Livers there. They have uh, they have uh, uh, Thompson now. Like they probably are okay uh, with their yeah. wing depth, and maybe he won't get as many minutes. But uh, you know, I think overall, though, if you look at the if you look at the the players they moved out, Hampton didn't really play very much. Rodney Magruder had a bit of a role. Hamadou Diallo obviously 
was a it was a role player. Corey Joseph was a role player, but I think Mon- Monty Morris is a, a huge upgrade over Corey Joseph. Uh, Joe Harris, I think, uh, you know, he gives you something a little bit different than Hamadou. I think if you went, if you considered Monty Morris an upgrade over Corey Joseph, Joe Harris an upgrade over Rodney Magruder, and Thompson an upgrade over Hamadou Diallo, I think you got to say that the Detroit Pistons had a good offseason. I think they had a good offseason just because Cade Cunningham got healthy. And I also like the Stewart contract, to be honest. It's a, it seems like a good value contract. He's a promising young player, and he's, it seems like a tradable contract if they ever do decide to move on from him as well. If they buy in, Monty is a really good coach. And yeah. It'll, it, it'll, it'll build Kate up pretty good. So. Monty, uh, Monty also has a bad history with Biggs, and that's all they have on this roster. So it'll be interesting to wow. see what the chemistry is like. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens. Especially lottery bigs. <laughs> That's all they have on that roster. Wiseman, Duran, <laughs> Bagley. Well, uh, I don't feel like Wiseman's got a got 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 a got a chance at winning that argument because he's he's been in the league now for a good bit, so he's yeah. He's, he's a, this he's is had a, a chance to prove it. This is his make it or break it season. Him and. Uh, him and Bagley, or sorry, Bagley's got another season after this, but uh, Wiseman, he's uh, this is his uh, contract year, so he's got to he's got to show that he belongs in this league. Otherwise, you know, he's probably gonna he'll probably get another contract, but it's probably gonna be a minimum, um, unless something dramatically changes in the in his outlook at this period of time. Bagley uh, had some glimpses last year. Yeah, yeah, Bagley. I I kind of like Bagley's game, like as a big. They're paying him twelve and a half million right now. I think that's a little much. I think he like is like a four or five million dollar player at best, um, as like a backup big. Like, I think like like I think like if I look at Phoenix for instance, I I take their big room over the uh, over the Pistons big room if I'm excluding Jalen Duran. And they have all their bigs are minimum contracts with the exception of Aiden. So, well, you know how I feel about that. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> um. So, uh, season outlook. Where do you have a? Uh, where do you think Detroit's going to finish? I don't think they make the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. that um, it'll be another year or two. But I, I do expect that they'll be competitive at least. In the division, you know they'll they'll, yeah. they'll they'll fight. They'll be a team that doesn't get blown out a bunch. They'll 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 fight and they'll be in some games and end up just not having the the closing like 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 the closers at the end to get it done. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I think that yeah, the, I, I think that they're a bottom five team in the league. Um, that said, I do have them ranked fifteenth in my uh, league pass rankings. Uh, just to guess. Yeah. yeah, so slotted just ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. So yeah, I think they're be... much more entertaining than Portland. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a, a, a it'll be Damon Cade. Um, if I if if I'm down into the dredges of the uh, dredges of the season, very excited for it to start though. We got a long <laughs> way to go. Do you remember when? I gotta be honest, uh, Duke, the Jack Jumper segment uh, lacked enthusiasm and uh, the same type of uh, inventiveness as the last one. I think we might have to cut it for future episodes. 
Um, That's the yes. I uh, cosign. <laughs> we might have to go back to taboo topics. You stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let me live, bro. Why? 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 Okay, you know what? How about uh? How about loofahs? Taboo topics. Things don't bother me as much as they bother you, man. <laughs> you nailed it there. They're just <laughs> you could like hear those grinds. Or, uh, <laughs> right grind now you're grinding right here. Yeah. You're listening to the Fool Court Press podcast. All right, we're back from better than ever. Thank you so much for tuning into the Full Court Press podcast, the only podcast made by Fools for Fools. We're continuing on with our Central Division offseason review. Moving on to the Indiana Pacers. Oh my goodness, the Indiana Pacers. What an offseason. First, they uh, re-signed Tyrese Halliburton to a max contract, uh, which is great for him. They also re-signed Kendall Brown, whomever that is. Uh, They moved on from O'Shea Brissett, who went to the Celtics. Chris Duarte was traded to the Sacramento Kings. George Hill is a free agent. James Johnson is a free agent. And Gabe York is a free agent. Who they brought in? Bruce Brown Jr., fresh off the championship, was brought in on a two-year, $42 million contract. Uh, Ben Shepard was uh, their first-round draft pick. Uh, Obi Toppin was brought in on a trade with the New York Knicks. Uh, Jarris Walker is another first round draft pick they brought in and, uh, Isaiah Wong, uh, from the, the, uh, Miami Hurricanes was a second round draft pick that they brought in as well. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Um, love Halliburton. You know, I think that he's going to be great. I honestly think that he'll have a in terms of just, like, a fantasy perspective, I, I imagine that he's going to have, like, a top-five season. Yeah. In terms of, like, the team, I, I think they're going to struggle to, once again, make the playoffs. I think so. I think that this is a, I think this team is, if not a play-in team, a straight-up playoff team at this point in time. Um, let me just... Uh, I wanted to just check something out on basketball reference real quick. Uh, one second here. And it may just be that I'm not a Miles Turner believer, you know. So, last season, the uh, the most popular lineup that they had uh, was Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Andrew Nebhard, and Aaron Nesmith, or Nesmith, and Miles Turner. Looking at their roster right now, who are their starters? So, obviously, we have Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Heald, I would imagine. Would you say yes? Buddy Heald probably have to start, right? I think he has to start. Yeah. All right. Andrew Nebhard. Now, players that uh, could be competing for Andrew Nebhard's position: Bruce Brown, Benedict Matherin, Aaron Nesmith, uh, Jordan Nora. Any of those ones you put in over uh, Nebhard right now? I feel like to start Bruce Brown. Right, I, I I probably agree with that. So, who are we putting in? Uh, who are we putting in the fourth slot there? So we've got. Uh, so previously it was uh, Nesmith, 
uh, players you could put in there. Once again, Benedict Matherin. Uh, once again, you could look at uh, Andrew Nebhard, uh, Obi Toppin, uh, Jordan Nora. What are you thinking? I think you go Obi and you go Miles. You go Obi and Miles. So your starting lineup would be uh, would be uh, Halliburton, Halliburton, Healed, Bruce, Obi, Miles. Yeah, that's. That's a fucking dynamic starting five. You know, you have like the amazing playmaking skills of Tyrese Halliburton mixed with the lightning shooting of Buddy Heald, uh, the tremendous athleticism of Obi Toppin, the defensive prowess slash play, uh, backup playmaking skills of Bruce Brown. And on top of that, you have one of the one of the better inside outside offensive games in in Miles Turner. Man, that is that is a lot. And then on top of that, they have their first round draft pick, Jairus Walker, coming in off the bench. They have last year's first round draft pick, Benedict Matherin, who was the highest scoring um, rookie uh, rookie that wasn't um, that wasn't Paulo Bancaro coming off the bench. Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron Naismith and uh, Andrew Nebhard both were starters. Andrew Nebhard arguably was one of the best uh, defensive uh, defensive rookies of last season. That is a that's a really deep team, and that's not even including uh, fresh off his gold medal victory, Daniel T- uh, Daniel Tice. Uh, that's not even including uh, Jalen Smith uh, or Isaiah Jackson. Uh, this team can come at you probably twelve players deep right now, legitimately. I think that like if you have a healthy season from uh, from Halliburton, which we didn't have last season. I think this team could be a top four team in the East. I feel like that's a little bit much. And I can't wait to see what Halliburton, like the Halliburton uh, Obi Toppin connection looks like. Because the athleticism of Obi Toppin mixed with Tyrese Halliburton is just going to be such a great, uh, great mix. I think that Obi Toppin was overlooked in that New York Knicks roster, and it'll be awesome to see if he gets minutes, what he can do particularly with an amazing playmaker like he has in uh, Tyrese Max or Tyrese Halliburton, sorry. I think um, the highest I'd be willing to put them is like six or seven. And it's just because of their youth. It's not because of their lack of depth with their talent. I, I, I have think a home it's, court. Yeah, I heard you say that. But I think <laughs> that they're, they're just young. They're young. They're very, yeah. very young. Yeah, they're they exciting. Have a lot of talent, and they're young. Where do you think I have them ranked on my league pass rankings? Probably third or fourth. First. Oh wow, not Toronto. Nope. I'm. Sh- I can't believe that. I'm gonna give their uh, off season a B, but uh, overall, like I mean, it's great. Yeah, I think they're a great team. I think uh, like uh, Halliburton was one of my favorite players to watch when he was healthy last season. I'm gonna be t- gonna be trying to watch as much of him again. Uh, this World Cup, he was amazing again. So, uh, I expect him to have an amazing season. Uh, hopefully, he's an All Star season. Hopefully, he gets an All NBA season. But at least, at the very least, it'll be an entertaining one. Right. All right. Now we're off to one of the more active teams in the free agent market this season. The Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Cleveland Cavaliers have moved on from Mamude Diakite, Danny Green, Robin Lopez, Raul Zihu Netu. 
uh, C.D. Osman, Lamar Stevens, and Dylan Wil- oh, oh, Windler. Uh, they have brought in uh, highly touted second round draft pick Amani Bates. They brought in Damon, uh, Damian Jones, George Niang, and Max Struess. So one of the main uh, main problem. Uh, oh, sorry, and also they re-signed Karis Levert and Isaiah Mobley. One of the main issues that they had in their last season was uh, lack of offensive threat from the three uh, from the the third uh, position the the th- number three position on the on the floor and they really focused on that that's how, hence why they brought in george niang and max Drews, both uh dynamic three-point shooters um both who play uh, both play uh, play and specialize coming in off the wing uh what are your thoughts on the cleveland Cav- uh, cavaliers and uh what kind of uh, where do you see them uh where do you see them finishing up this season I again expect them to be one of the top five teams. What I'm wondering is, are the lights going to be too bright again this year, or you think they're going to have their Jared Allen problem solved come playoff time? Well, I think this is a a, a make or break season for the Jared Allen uh, Evan Mobley combination, right? Because Evan Mobley, this will be year three. Um, clearly, Evan Mobley has shown that you know he's a dynamic defensive player. Uh, he was in the defensive player of the year conversation uh, in the latter part of the season. Um, even though arguably Jared Allen is the better defender at this period of time. Um, Jared Allen, you know, came off of an all-star season two seasons ago. Um, but yeah, he had the, he had the, he had a pretty much of a, da- a pretty down year offensively uh, in the regular season. It really manifested in the, in the playoffs where he said the lights were too bright for him. So it'll be interesting to see how this works. Like the the twin tower, uh, the twin towers uh, formula that they've been building around is going to be. Uh, this is this is the make or break season because Evan Mobley is going to be going into a contract year next season. So they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to make a decision whether or not this is the best position for him to play, or if they need to make some room for him to play uh, play the center outright. So uh, this come trade deadline this season, we could be talking about Jared Allen as being one of the big names on the move. That said, last season they were second in the league in net rating, uh, which is a combination of offensive and defensive rating. Um, their team has one of the best offensive guards in the league in uh, in Donovan Mitchell, and they have an, one of the best young offensive guards in the league in Darius Garland as well. Um, adding to that, somebody who... Uh, will have to legitimately guard it on the wing, either Max Truce or George Niang. I think that it, uh, I think this is going to only improve their overall offensive flow, which is great. That said, um, I think that there's better teams in the, in the, the season. This is year three as well, which, you know, it's hard when you have a consistent, uh, the consistency of roster to continue to uh, continuously, uh, build off of that, um, chemistry and not run into chemistry problems we've seen that time and time again with teams that have rosters that age together all the time phoenix philadelphia is a great example phoenix is another example of that where they kind of just tear at the seams over time um and i think that could uh, be something to watch out for i have them in the playoffs i don't know if they'll finish third like they did last season i think they probably finished closer uh, probably fifth or sixth uh but yeah uh, they'll be a, it'll be an interesting team chemistry wise to watch throughout. 
Where do you think I had him placed? I'm going to say 11. I have him between the Utah Jazz and the Detroit Pistons, the number 14 Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, wow. Yeah, league pass rankings. League pass. So that now that that's done, we gotta create our central division all uh, all uh, all team or all central division team. So we have our five starters, uh, two guards, two uh, two wings, one big, and then three bench players. So first off, who you have starting as the point guard? Just uh, to recap, Halliburton. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna be Halliburton. Uh, do you have uh, do you have uh, Holiday as the second uh, second guard? Would you prefer Demar as the second guard? Would you prefer Cade? Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I Donovan think that Mitchell. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell probably have to be the second guard, and I would probably put Holiday on the bench. I would put Holiday on the bench, and Demar would be my Wing. small forward. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we got Demar as a small, a small forward, and Giannis as the the power forward, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then who's our starting center? So this is before you before you say. It, let me just remind you who we have as starting centers here. So we have Evan Mobley could be slotted as a starting center. Uh, Jared Allen. Yeah. Uh, we also have Miles Turner. We have Jalen Duran uh, or Wiseman. Um, we have <laughs> <laughs> we have Nikola Vucevic, and then we have Brooks uh, Brook Lopez. You keep wanting to call him Brooks. I do. Um, I was thinking Lopez in honor but of I my think... hero. Dylan Brooks. I think you go Mobley. Yeah, I I'm leaning towards Mobley. I I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say. Like, because I, I I think that Lopez is the more accomplished, and also he plays most of his minutes at center, whereas Mobley plays a lot plays off center. I think um, I think I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Jared Allen. Yeah, I think I'll go Lopez myself, but. I can see why Jared Allen would be there. All right, and so we go. Sorry. I uh, I was going to say and I think the bench is, but you you go ahead. Yeah, so we we have on the we have on the bench just to recap already Drew Holiday. So we have two more right. spots available. So we could do a back or we could do any combination of wing or guard or whatever you want there. Yeah. I I, I would go Cade and I would go Mobley. Cade and Mobley? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that works. That's a that's a good lineup. So all of ours is the same, except for you go Jared Allen and I go uh, Brooke Lopez at the at the center. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a pretty mess. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, devastating uh, lineup. I think it might actually be more devastating than the Jokic lineup that we had in the Northwest Division. Don't do it. Don't I do mean, it. Aaron Gordon being your eighth man is a uh, is always a perk that you you got to ride out. Serbian Serbian legend Aaron Gordon. <laughs> He's getting his citizenship. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's like, he's gonna have immigration problems when he comes back for training camp. I'm sure. They're like, hey, I'm not ready to come back yet. I got to stay another two weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll about do it for the Full Court Press podcast, the only podcast made by fools for fools. Uh, you can reach us on our voicemail number seven two four fu fools at seven two four three eight three six six five seven. Follow us on Twitter at FCourt Press. Send topic suggestions to FCP Rundown. We're also on Instagram and Threads at Full Court Press Podcast, and on TikTok at FCourt Press Pod. Uh, so it was 
Today was Lufa and it was Sandy. Say goodbye, Sandy. Um, who the fuck is Sandy? <laughs> All right. Uh, just keep having fun, bro. That's the cleanest that you've done that yet. And I still like it. This is the whitest. It I've just feels unnatural. It sounds it, very unnatural. Yeah. I preferred the peace out. Bye, everybody. Peace out.